Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today, the funding of Bin Laden. I considered actually recording this topic for September 11th. I've participated previously on one podcast where I showed a certain degree of analysis on September 11th, but the thing that interests me about Bin Laden in particular was the connection between the US, through the CIA, probably through a gentleman called Bandar Bin Sultan, who featured on Fahrenheit 9-11. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But just how the history associated with the US funding of Bin Laden disappeared, completely disappeared. And the numbers that I'm going to quote are based on stuff that's on Wikipedia, stuff that you can find online, interviews associated with Bandar Bin Sultan. What you need to keep in mind through this process is that any one of these things if they were taken to a public forum and discussed, or if there was any transparency associated with how this was done, this practice should and would have stopped. But the lack of transparency, the kind of ongoing narrative associated with complete rewrites of history, seems to indicate that this is actually a US strategic policy. And that is the strength of my argument here that I want to look at these things in the context of the fact that the people that are enacting this stuff are not stupid, and they keep enacting the same behaviour, which seems to indicate a pattern here. The point of Bin Laden's career that interests me is the 1980s through to the early 1990s. And here, I used to have numbers. I used to have numbers which I think was 4 to 8 billion. I think this was calculated... I can't find the source associated with that. But the US gave a vast quantity of money to bin Laden through this period of time. And there's a wide variety of discussion on the Wikipedia article associated with this relating to, you know, those that say that this is the case and those that say that isn't the case. And bin Laden himself has kind of said in spotty locations that, you know, he didn't take any money from the US because obviously after... September 11th, after these things came in, obviously he couldn't look like a US stooge for, you know, the previous couple of decades. But the interesting point that I use actually comes from the film Fahrenheit 9-11, and it's actually a broader interview of this gentleman, Bandar bin Sultan, who was the Saudi ambassador to the US for a number of years, I think two decades, roughly. And this fellow was basically the lead mouthpiece between the Saudis and whoever was president, although obviously Bush II was probably the most vocal because of September 11th and a variety of other factors. Bandar bin Sultan, and he said this on a couple of occasions. So my recollection is that this is actually the Larry King CNN interview because he also did an interview with the BBC and a variety of other interviews where he made this point. But I think this is quite a verbatim from his time on Larry King. This is ironic. In the mid-1980s, if you remember, we and the United Saudi Arabia and the United States were supporting the Mujahideen to liberate Afghanistan from the Soviets. Bin Laden came to thank me for my efforts to bring Americans, our friends, to help us against the atheists. He said communists. Isn't that ironic? When he says help here, he means vast quantities of money. And if you're interested in the kind of net description of this, the means of funneling this money to folks like Bin Laden, but here specifically Bin Laden, was something called Operation Cyclone. And Operation Cyclone started, and this comes from Wikipedia, it seems relatively uncontroversial, by funneling 20 to 30 million a year in 1980 
which rose to $630 million a year in 1987. More than $20 billion, and here's where the numbers go from this end to, if you do the math, $20 billion is not that. But another section of Wikipedia says, more than $20 billion in US funds were funneled into the country, this is Afghanistan, to train and arm the Afghan resistance. Saudi Arabia in particular agreed to match dollar for dollar the money the CIA was sending to the Mujahideen. When the Saudi payments were late, the US funnelers, Charlie Wilson was one of these, you can see Charlie Wilson's War and a variety of other books and documentaries associated with this individual, would fly to Saudi Arabia to persuade the monarch to fulfil its commitments. So when they say dollar for dollar, there's various arguments that say, well, oh, the Saudis funded the Mujahideen exclusively. No. Actually, the US did it dollar for dollar, and according to this piece, the US would pay on time and the Saudi royal family wouldn't pay on time, which means that basically the US was funneling way more money in than the Saudis could keep up with. A very curious time in US history, because if any of this money, and I have previous sources that I can't find, unfortunately, through this, that quote about 4 to $8 billion, which is well within the scope of what was said associated with $20 billion. But if this money got to bin Laden and bin Laden used this money and maintained this money and, you know, was able to basically train and create the armed terrorist camps and all this other stuff that started this war on terror thing, it's very concerning that so much US taxpayer money went to create this stooge for this war on terror. And the fact that probably the people that were involved with this, the people that funneled the money, obviously, you know, Wilson may not be involved with US politics, but the infrastructure that was created through this funding probably still exists and probably is being utilised now for funding a wide variety of groups, you know, the real rebels in Syria, for example. And I think this whole process is very concerning and should be central, front and centre, as a topic of discussion associated with what is continuing in US history, setting up your enemy's enemy now to be your future enemy. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.